Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Wrestling Showgram. I'm Drew. I'm Durden. I thought you were going to intro me there. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. It's fair enough. That's that's the other podcast. Exactly. We still got to develop the the proper intro (laughs) on this thing. (laughs) It's wrestling. I should introduce you, to be honest. That's true, honestly, but we'll figure that one out later. Um, So, yeah, we're back here at the Wrestling Showgram. And uh, today, our topic we're talking about is the upcoming season of Dark Side of the Ring. Um, you know, a good show. It's a great documentary series on Vice TV. Uh, you can currently see the past two seasons on Hulu and on Vice's uh, website, vicetv.com. Uh, it, is a, it is a shoot series documentary. It's very well done. Um, I'm impressed with the the amount of interviews that they get with whom they speak with. Some guys still like to play it under the kayfabe belt. Some just get it and don't want to be with this burden anymore and just want to tell the stories as it were. Um, to this date, my personal favorite is still the Bruiser Brody documentary. I love that um, Tony uh, Atlas is t- fantastic. Tony Atlas might be the most sympathetic man in the history of, of wrestling. He is an, just an incredible individual, and I take everything he says as gospel in that yeah. in that thing. I absolutely do. It's so um, great. There's one scene where Abdul is telling a story, and then the producer go back to Atlas, and the producer like, Ab- Abdullah said this, and Ab- Tony just goes, he's fucking lying. Yeah. I was standing right next to him when it happened. He's fucking lying. I, I highly recommend checking that out. That that one in particular is a fantastic mm-hmm. episode. There really isn't a bad episode amongst all of them. No. Um, even if you don't know some of the stories, they're really good to learn these stories. Uh, I personally did not know much of anything about Gino Hernandez. His story is quite fascinating. I... Um, I was also very – always been interested in what happened to Dino Bravo, and they covered that last year. And that one was very fascinating. I thought that one was very good. Might have been my favorite one from last season. No spoilers, but the neighbor knows or did. What yeah, happened. So, knows yeah. what happened or he yeah. did it. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's yeah. that one's – there's some shit in that yeah, one. Oh. <laughs> it really is. There's some shit in that one. I'm just saying. Um, and, You know, and they're just interviewing guys. And, they, and it's funny because – some of the things they talk about are kind of, uh, they're not all death and destruction and stuff like that. You know, you have the Montreal Screwjob episode, which is something that, as wrestling fans, we feel like we know front to back. We know everything about it. This one, they actually interviewed Earl Hebner, which you never you hadn't heard from Earl, Earl in all of this. Shut, man. Yeah, Earl kept his mouth shut for a long time, and Earl finally talked. Um, yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Jim Cornette also tells you about the original Montreal screw job in that episode. Exactly. Which is very interesting. Uh, very fascinating. If you haven't heard that story. Um, and then, like in the second season, another one that wasn't so death and destruction and, and stuff was the Brawl for All episode, which I found to be very fascinating as to how that all played out. Oh, you know, learning the history of that from the backstage. I thought that was pretty damn cool. I'm telling um, you my favorite Brawl for All story that wasn't there. I'm not sure if that was in the. It's been a while since I've seen that particular episode, but my favorite Brawl for All story was in Hardcore Holly's biography. And they're talking about how Hardcore Holly goes, they get us all into the talent meeting, and uh, I lost his name, motherfucker. Head Cheese with Al Snow. 
head cheese. Oh, Blackman. Steve Blackman. Thank Steve you. Blackman. I lost. I lost his. I went blank. <laughs> well, Steve I Blackman. Went blank. He's so vanilla. Like as a character, he's absolutely <laughs> yes. vanilla. The dude yes. is a legit martial artist. Yes, but he is yes. so vanilla. Oh damn! I literally my mind went blank on his name as I was telling the story. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um. Anyway, they're like we get in there, and we're doing the talent meeting, and Bruce Pritchard says. Bruce and Vince say no rules, anything goes. Blackman starts going, can't break a leg. I go, yeah. Can't break an arm. Yeah. Can't break their neck. Vince goes, we got to have rules. <laughs> because Blackman was a legitimate black belt, lethal weapon. Yeah. Who could do that shit. Absolutely. And, I mean, you had him, Dan Severn, and, yeah. and um, oh, God, who was the other legit fighter in there? Uh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Steve Williams. Well, he was a good uh, yeah. wrestler, grappler. Um, Mark Marrow, freaking Golden Marrow Gloves winner. Golden Gloves. But, you know? Yeah, everybody was saying Blackman would have won if he hadn't. He got hurt training. Like, Blackman started training for real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he started training for, like, like it was a legit shoot fight, like MMA, and he was going to go in there and beat everybody, and he got hurt training. But apparently, everyone in the back was like, Blackman's going to win this. Right. He hadn't got hurt. But that's my favorite brawl for all story ever is how Blackman starts going, can I basically kill these guys? And Vince <laughs> is like, all right, we got to have rules. I think we need rules, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah oh. it's it's an amazing series, and they haven't released yet when season three is going to begin. It's usually around March is, is when it comes out, so I'm guessing it'll be relatively soon. Um, I'm sure COVID obviously delayed them a little bit in their productions. So... But they have at least released uh, most of, if not all, of the episodes that are going to be there. And there are some great topics on this. Absolutely great topics. Uh, first and foremost, we do know that the f- the season's going to kick off with the Brian Pillman episode. So we know that's going to be the premiere. And uh, if my understanding is it's going to be a two-parter, which is even crazier um that's gonna be a fun one to 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 watch and i don't mean like fun and exciting i mean it's just gonna be brian pillman brian pillman is such an interesting character uh uh, in and out of the ring and and i i really am interested to see how they go through the fact that they talked with uh steve austin is is a big plus to that absolutely big if you haven't read i recommend this book crazy like a fox it tells all about pillman's career and life it's very good it's a very good wrestling book. Read that if you haven't read it. Uh, I assume it's gonna be the same stuff in Dark Side of the Ring, just more in depth. Is the is you know the same book. So read that. Crazy like a fox. If they talk to the kids, it's gonna be cool. If they talk to the ex-wife, it's gonna be good. Uh, I, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if it says on here who all exactly they're talking to. Yeah. But I want to say they are talking to his his kid. Yeah, I think they're, Jr. yeah, I think they're talking to Junior, and I think they're talking to his his ex wife. His ex wife. Yeah, I and think they're talking to her. Hopefully, they talk to Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to see how it how it plays out here. Um, so you've got Pillman, and then you've got uh, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling (FMW). They were crazy. That's a Japanese organization. That's where all the death matches happened, or the majority of them in Japan. Yeah. They were the originators of the, the exploding gimmick. The C4 matches. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, yeah, that one's gonna be. Uh, that one's gonna be. That one's gonna be cool because there's a lot of that that like history wise I don't know a bunch about. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that's what I look forward to on that one more than anything. Then you've got XPW, which was you know notorious bloodbath of a place. Okay, is it the XPW from Florida? Does it say it's Extreme Pro Wrestling? Okay, okay. Because there's been a couple of XPWs running around, so this is true. Yeah. And then you've got uh, Nick Gage's story, and you have one that I'm really looking forward to because I don't, I don't even remember this event, and I really am looking forward to seeing the behind the scenes of this because it's crazy to me. But the WCW New Japan uh, co-production of Collision in Korea from 1995. It was in North Korea. Yeah. Like, that that's crazy. That in itself is a story. Right. And then you talk about how it got there and behind the scenes stuff. And that's going to be that's going to be interesting. That's going to be a history lesson. Yeah, that one I'm really that one is one of the big highlight ones I'm really looking forward to because I'm just I'm, I'm fascinated by that whole story. Yeah. I got a feeling that Turner's involved a great deal and getting that done. It's going to it's Turner gonna, Network and all yeah. of that. Oh, yeah. And then who from New Japan was helped pushing that, you know? Yeah. So that's that's uh, going to be a fascinating one to see. And then after that, you've got one that is just, you know, is going to be absolutely depressing. And that's the Smith family dealing with Grizzly Smith and his kids, Sam Houston. Rockin' Robin and Jake Roberts. Oh, that's gonna be dark. It's it's if yeah, you if you be... just know Jake Roberts' story, yeah. it's incredibly dark already. And then you throw in Grizzly, who was just oh my god, oh yeah. he's a he he did some shit in his time, man. Yeah, Grizzly was not the best human being. Let's put it that way. No, not at all, not uh, in the least bit. That's gonna be a very heavy. Yeah, it uh, is. dark episode, but it's gonna be. I, I'm, I'm hoping. Sadly enough, I'm hoping to get some new information on that one yeah. that that I don't already know. Here's um, the thing, though. Jake's sober now, so he'll probably be more honest about stuff. This is also true. So, yeah, this is very true. Now, one that I don't know much about uh, is uh, Bruiser Bedlam uh, on here. Ian Croitoro. I'm sure I'm butchering that last name, but he was Bruiser Bedlam. And Johnny K nine, um, and I was just reading up on his wiki to see like, well, what what happened with him? What happened, dude? This guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy. He was a thug. Absolutely, he was. He was, he was in a he was a member of a biker gang that proceeded I'm not to about a thug in a cool, nice way. No, he was a criminal thug. Mm-mm. Absolutely, he he was convicted of assault, trafficking cocaine, and bombing a police station. And then he was arrested for murder uh, and for killing a lawyer and her husband. Yeah. And while uh, the charges were dropped due to insufficient evidence, like. And there's also rumors of child molestation in there. And like I say, it's it's not a great, he's, he's not a great guy. Let's put no, it that way. not at all. And then, I mean, he's, it's insane. It's, this guy is just a monster. So that one's going to be a crazy one to see. That one's really going to be a crazy one to to see how it plays out. Um, we'll probably get some good cornet in that one because he's yeah. he did a lot in Smoky Mountain. Yeah. So yeah. I'll probably get some good Jim Cornette on that one. 
And then uh, then you've got Chris Canyon's story, which I feel like is going to be really interesting and fascinating. Who better than Canyon? I mean, I don't remember. Did, did Chris come? He didn't come out until after he retired, right? Right. And he said he was the first gay pro wrestler. And I don't know if that's true. I, I don't. I like, I don't I don't either. I mean, I can't I I can't imagine that that's true. I was true. about to say like I can't believe that's true, but I, uh, again, maybe I, he's the first one to acknowledge it even after retirement. But I just can't imagine that he's not freaking Pat not. Patterson. Everybody <laughs> knew Pat was gay. It was right? an open secret. Like yeah, I was like I, I mean Pat Patterson easily, but yeah. Um, Pat technically I, didn't come out I guess until like 2014 or 2015. Yeah. Even though everybody, like, absolutely everybody knew Pat Patterson was gay. Right. It was an open secret. He just never said publicly, I'm gay, until, like, 2015. Right. But, yeah, I can't imagine Kenyon was the first. So, Like I said, I don't know. I don't remember him coming out when he was active. Right. So, that's going to be, that one, I think, will be uh, a pretty interesting one. And then, I absolutely am looking forward to this one, The Dynamite Kid. Oh, um, it's dark too. Yeah, it's going to be really dark, but he's he's one that we know, you know, some of the bad things and stuff that unfortunately happened with him. Um, but there's, I don't know, to me, there's just a whole lot more mystery around him than there was Davy, and I'd yeah. really like to to hear more on well, him. Late in life, he became just a complete. I mean, he was an asshole. He was always an asshole. Right. But late in life, he just became a complete miserable fucking asshole. Like he refused to see his family. He refused to see his friends. I think Chris Benoit was one of the last people to see him alive. Yeah. Yeah, he was in a wheelchair because of all the high flying. He he was a miserable son of a bitch at the end, from everything I've been told. And then one that they announced recently in the last five days, I guess Jr. let it go on his podcast, uh, is the plane ride from hell. Oh, that's gonna be an oh, that's gonna be an interesting story. Yeah. It depends on who they talk to. Because a, a whole bunch of people got fired from that incident. Yeah. There was a. That, they there, were coming back from, I want to say, England. And. Yeah. It, were like, it was like a, a long tour. I believe it was Vince paid to have the plane private for him. Right. It was, I so, think it was chartered. Yeah. Chartered. Yeah. So, like, they had drinks and food and liquor and drugs because they were the ones on the thing. People got, you know, partied a little too much. We'll say partied. <laughs> Things got out of hand. And when the plane landed, people got fired. Right. I mean, it says here in this article, I mean, we know Scott Hall and Kurt Hennig both got fired. Yeah. Um, and Taker choked out Kurt Angle because he saw him on top of Vince McMahon, who wanted to wrestle Kurt Angle. Yes. Who said he could whoop Kurt Angle's ass. Yes. And Taker was asleep and just woke up and happened and just, to see someone beating yeah. up Vince. Yeah. And then just jumped on him. Yeah, um, Rick Flair. He, Rick Flair walked around naked. Well, you know that's Rick Flair. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean that's just that's, that's another just Tuesday Rick. night. Yeah, I mean, hell, that's just you know after after work shit for him. I mean, that wasn't even the most egregious offense that happened on that. That was just Rick being Rick. Right. So uh, it's really interesting. Um, Jim Ross said on the topic, he was like. I don't like this topic. I don't like remembering this bullshit. It was a bad day at the office, and it was one of the more darker days during my tenure as a head of talent relations. But yep. it's going to make a hell of a special for Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, I think X-Pac cut off Michael Hayes' ponytail. 
Oh, yeah, I think that's true, too. Yeah, yeah I, I believe that was when that happened. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Yes. This is just, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. That's going to be that's gonna be dark, but it's going to be funny. Because yeah, that, that one's going to be along the lines of, like, Brawl for All and, yeah. and stuff like that, where it's just nobody's nobody's dying in this one. Yeah, nobody but, got hurt. But it was it's, just a bunch of, it was basically a party that got out of hand. Exactly. It's just, just a big ruckus, where all the other yeah. ones are... Going to end with a lot of major injuries and death, and and I'm telling you, the, the, the don't be surprised if you hear the word rape in there. Oh uh, yeah, oh no, that's it's out happen. there. So it's it's <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a season for Dark Side of the Ring. I'm glad they yeah. they renewed it. I'm glad they're bringing it back. I'm glad that say. it's uh, apparently the most popular show on Vice TV. I mean, so. if you're a Dynamite Kids fan, just you know, get ready for some shit. Like, if you're <laughs> Like you just don't know about his personal stuff, and you're going in here going, "I'm a Dynamite Kids fan. This is gonna be great." Oh no, dude, there's some shit that you're gonna learn that you may not like. Yeah, your world, your world just may take a take a hit here. Yeah, same thing with with the Smith family, Grizzly and Rock and Robin, Sam Houston. I can't express Jake. how deep and dark that one's going to be. I, bro, you may want to you may want to like <laughs> gimmick yourself. That one's going to be a very heavy uh, episode to watch. A very, very heavy episode. Yeah. Yeah. The yep. word rape will be in that one. I'm just going to tell you straight up. Yep. And I, and I know that I've heard the stories from Grizzly and Jake, and straight up, there's going to be rape in those. And there's just no redeeming quality of, no, of Grizzly none. Smith whatsoever. None. Zero. None. I've, I've, I've met both of them, and they've told me stories, and it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're they're god awful. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's that's the upcoming at least what we know so far of the upcoming season of uh Dark Side of the Ring. Um like I said, I am so looking forward to it. I really enjoy these programs. I think they do a great job in their storytelling. They do a great job of hiring kind of look-alike actors, you know, without and then shooting it all kind of soft focus. So they don't have to worry about them looking exactly like them. They just kind of got to get their their essence in them, and I think they do a really great job with that. I think they said the guy that plays the Sheik on the Rock sitcom on the NBC is one of those guys that does the lookalikes for him. He might be, yeah, I he absolutely that's what might I be. Saw. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. There was another one that I, that I knew who the guy was, or I heard him mentioned, and I can't remember where it was now. Oh well. Sorry uh, to lead you all on like that, <laughs> but it's it's I I am I am very excited for that show. Hopefully, it'll be coming on here soon, um, and we can uh, you know talk a little bit about those as they come through. Because I think they'll be uh, I think they'll be pretty interesting to uh, to kind of reflect back, on. They're on Hulu, right? They're all on Hulu. Go back and watch them. They're very good. Yeah, they're they're very very just, good. Even if they're stories the alone, even if they're stories you know or you think you know. Yeah, they every one of them I've learned something different. Uh, me too. Every Absolutely. single one of them. And um, I know a lot, so yeah. <laughs> you, know. you know, it was crazy that they talked to Road Warrior Animal. You know, and then a few months later he's dead. Yep. And thank God they talked to him mm-hmm. when they did, and they could actually get firsthand account of their story out there. Um, you know, I mean, now all you got left is Paul Ellering, and he's not pretty Paul anymore. I'll tell you that much. Nope. <laughs> all right, we got to do this real quick because I got to go. All right. 
we got the uh, should you or shouldn't you here. Should you or shouldn't you watch? What are we talking about, Darden? This is Battle Bowl Lethal Lottery. It's Starcade 92. Starcade 92 is what I've got pulled up here. It's... I just watched this two days ago, three days ago. I'm going to I'm going to run through the matches and then when I get done you tell me what we should or shouldn't watch. Gotcha. So we have uh right out of the gate we get four lethal lottery tag team matches. We get They're all long. <laughs> all the matches are long. We get Van Hammer and Dan Spivey. Oh god. Nobody uh, versus Johnny B Bad and Cactus Jack. We get Vader and Dustin Rhodes versus Kinsuke Sasaki and Barbarian. Yes. Oh, my God. Great Muda and Barry Windham versus Pillman and Two Cold Scorpio. Pillman and Scorpio it, seems like they'd be a good, legit yes, tag. But the fun part was Pillman and Windham were actually a real tag team going after the tag titles later in the night. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. And uh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, and Sting versus Jushin Thunder Liger and Eric Watts. Yes. What's Eric Watts doing in that? Yes. And then you have NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Masahiro Chono versus Great Muda. You have WCW Heavyweight Championship, uh, Ron Simmons versus Dr. Death Steve Williams. You have the tag team match for the NWA and WCW Tag Team Championship, Shane Douglas and Ricky Steamboat versus Wyndham and Pillman. And then you have the King of Cable tournament yes. uh, between Sting and Vader. Yep. And the final battle bowl, which uh, included Great Muda, Vader, Dustin Rhodes, Van Hammer, Spivey, Sting, Steve Williams, and Barry Windham. Won by the Great Muda. Yeah. They Durden, the what, what should we be watching in this show? The, the tag match, Ricky Steamboat and, and Shane Douglas versus Pillman and Wyndham. Watch Damn, that. That match, Vader, went, that match went 20 damn minutes. Yeah, it did. Vader and Sting isn't bad. It went too long. Sting wins the cable, the king of cable. Uh, does it give you the final four in Battle Bowl? It was Dr. Death, Muda, Wyndham. I don't know who the fourth guy was. I don't know who the final four are. I don't okay. know if they have an they don't have an elimination thing on here about who got thrown out when. Okay, yeah, it, but it was a horrible final four. But like, yeah, they just yeah they just have the the listed contestants: Vader, Rhodes, Hammer, Spivey, Sting, Williams, yeah. Wyndham, and Muda. Yeah, I forget who the who the last who the fourth guy was, but the final three that I remember were Wyndham, Muda, and Doctor Death. Oh. Uh, Oh, it was it was it's it's hard it's it's hard to watch, man. <laughs> but the, the tag match is good because you know Steve Boat and Brian Pillman and Barry Wyndham. You know that's hard to be bad. True. Um, it was when Wyndham was coming down. It was kind of when Wyndham was out of his prime, and he was you know, but he was still good because it's, it's Barry Wyndham. Yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> you know, and Steamboat, and that can't be bad. I don't remember Masi Rotono ever being champion. That yeah, was out of my memory. I don't remember him being NWA champion I, either, but I guess I he was. I blocked that out. Um, like I said they were pushing the Japanese guys. Muda won. They pushed the hell out of Doctor Death. He got to wrestle Ron Simmons because Rick Rude was hurt. Yes, Rick Rude was the scheduled opponent for Ron. And I wonder if Rick Rude was going to win that too. Probably. Because he never did get the WCW World. He got the International Heavyweight yes. Championship, but he never got the World. Yeah. yeah. And uh, interesting was one thing I found weird and interesting 
Rude came out to do a promo right before the match, the heavyweight title match. Right. And he's standing next to the commentators were Jim Ross and Ventura, Jesse Ventura. He's standing next to Ventura. Ventura's holding the mic for him. And he starts cutting his promo. And Ventura starts mouthing the promo. <laughs> he starts lipping it. I'm like, is there a toe? Oh, what the hell? That's so Ventura, though. He starts mouthing the guy's promo. I'm like, are they feeding Rick Rude the lines in his ear and Jesse's hearing it? What? Why? Oh, that's just so Rick Rude, though. Like, that's just yeah. so some shit Rick would do. But, like, Jesse's like, he looked like the first four or five lines of the promo, then he realized he was on camera. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, God, man. Ventura but just no, having a good time. Watch the tag match. The tag match is good. Sting Invader's okay. Uh, the rest, you know, <laughs> if you're in the mood, long <laughs> tag matches. You need to kill three hours? Here you go. If you like an eight-man Royal Rumble battle style of the top <laughs> rope, eight men, eight men, not 30, not no, 10. No, no, eight. just eight, eight. Where also, if you got, they use the, you know, the old WWE ramp. Right, right, the one that you, yeah, the yes. connected to the ring. Which I'm a huge fan of. Nobody else really likes it, but I, I do. I've always, I was always a fan of it. Yeah. yeah, I was always a fan of it myself. But if you got tossed over that, that counted as the floor. Oh, so that was elimination too. Yeah, oh. I'm like, that's not the floor. Yeah, I don't know. Boo. Yeah. Also, no padding on the floor. It was the Eric Watt. It was the Bill Watts era. Bill no Watts era. You, you guys need to toughen so, up. So they got slammed on particle board, and you could see all the like chips and stuff from the particle board on them. Like, jeez, fuck you, fuck you, Bill Watts. <laughs> Good but, old Bill Watts. But yeah, watch the tag match. I enjoyed the tag match. Vader Sting for the King of the Cable, which was a WCW Saturday Night gimmick. They were going, "You're gonna be the champion of TBS. We can't call it the TV title because we already have one of those." Right. So you're King of King of we, Cable, and we're gonna finish it on pay per view instead yes, of on cable. On cable. Because, you know, we fucked up and forgot we had a TV title, so we got to call this Cable. Yeah. Man, that's so just, that's just bad. Yeah. That's pure WCW during that time, though. That's pure early 90s WCW. Man, that's some rough stuff. Yep. All right, guys, we're going to close it on out here. Yeah, I got to go. I'm sorry. Durden got (laughs) to run, so I don't know where he's running to, but he gone. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll uh, see you guys next week, and uh, you know, send us any ideas or topics you want for us to uh, discuss, especially about anything taking place in the seventies, eighties, nineties of wrestling. Let us know. I'm at Film Tattoo. I'm at Wrestling Agent D. And uh, we'll get back to you, and uh, you know, maybe we'll pick your topic and discuss it on the show. See you guys later.